welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Another Knock On Podcast. I got some... uh, some Canadian Crown Reserve for it's actually not that great of a of a whiskey. It's, <laughs> I was trying to to be excited about you, Eric, but um, <laughs> it's not like we could have done way better with a better whiskey or a better bottle of wine for this one. But uh, I've got my good buddy uh, Eric Griba on the phone, and we're gonna talk. Who knows what? But this is long overdue, dude. I know we've been wanting to do this forever, but obviously busy schedules have been keeping us apart. I know you were so close to freaking getting close to that cup, dude. You guys were playing I know. awesome. I know those game sevens are a killer. <laughs> it's one bounce here and there, and yeah, it just came up a little short. But we're uh, training, getting ready for next year. I don't want to sound like an a hole saying this, but it kind of sucks when you um, when you start to to get to know people that are in like professional sports where you actually can see them on TV and stuff. And you kind of have a completely different connection. It's like, um, for example, when I, when I watched Jim Miller fight the first time after like sharing camps with them and, and really seeing him as someone I care about and care about what happens with his family and all, you know, and then, and then you see him get beat up it's it was really hard to watch um but now with you know with you it was the same thing i'm sitting there like checking hockey scores every single time and i'm like (laughs) i was totally bummed out when you guys you know lost it in game seven and then i don't know the same thing's true um another buddy of mine who i've never really um talked about very much is um homer bailey he's a pitcher and um, right. like I was Homer threw a no hitter several years ago and then, um, he ended up freaking throwing his arm out and had to go through a surgery and stuff. And I saw him, um, a few months back and, and, uh, yeah, it's a bummer when you see that, like you look on ESPN and then you hear it and you're like, Oh crap, man, that sucks. I mean, so yeah, it's tough, but I mean, that's the world of professional, professional sports. I mean, you know, you're you're up and you're up and you're up, and then next thing you know, you can just be done. So, yeah, it's the crappy part about it, but that's why we get compensated the way we do. Well, I I feel like a I feel like a jerk of a friend for not asking, but I know that um, your contract was due. I know that obviously I know that you're staying with Edmonton just because um, just because you told me we were going to hunt together and you've got to move in. Um, on the same day we were supposed to hunt together, but, um, so I know you're staying, but like, what's the deal? I haven't, I haven't really asked you about that. You and I talk about everything, but our profession, which, well, except if you need archery help, then we talk that's about true. my profession, but, um, well, yeah. then, but that's the way, that's the way I like it. <laughs> yeah, me I, mean, too. I got enough, I got enough people that want to talk about <laughs> you with me and it's just nice to go talk hunting and, and barbecuing and wine and. I mean, that's the, the actual fundamentals of life. Yeah, well, but, uh, both of us are, um, yeah, we should start with that. Both of us, like, we hit it off the most 
Um, you and I actually met in Chicago, and I brought you a bow. You were there. You were there playing. You guys had an awesome game too against the Blackhawks. But we met and we shot. I think we shot. Did we shoot twice, two different times. Yeah, we shot. Yeah, we shot twice that night when I first got in. I remember it was late because our plane was late landing, and I was like yelling at the bus driver to hurry up. But we were stuck <laughs> in traffic. I'm like, my buddy's waiting with me with a brand new bow. Like I was like a kid in a candy shop. But I just couldn't wait. And then. Uh, then the next day, yeah, we shot again. Like after my pregame skate, I just threw on some street clothes and uh, met you back in Trump Tower, and we went and uh, shot again. And then, then I went and had my nap, and I went and played played the game that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a fun weekend. But what you and I talked the most about was like cooking food and wine, and uh, yeah, because you and you and Kate are like a Canadian version of me and Sharon when it comes to you guys, you guys do all the same stuff that Sharon and I like to do, but you're like two months delayed just because of the, of your schedule. And you guys were actually in Hawaii I like know. right after us too, which sucked. I know. I was hoping we could have got, uh, yeah, hooked up for there, but yeah, it just, it just didn't work out. But yeah, I mean, you were killing after you were there. I was killing after you were there. It was, it was awesome. I grilled Axis last night. I did. Um, oh, I saw that. I saw that. And I was so jealous. Like, I know. beyond I'm, jealous. I'm like, Kate, look at this. This is absolute garbage. You get this. Because I can't bring <laughs> it back. I had oh. to, like, so I had I had to cook it all there. So I fed, like, I mean, the one day, so I, sh- I shot my Axis deer, and I, f- I, I flew to a different island. I flew to Molokai. And I flew back, to, after I shot it, I flew back to Oahu cooked it or sorry then the next morning we went uh, mahi mahi fishing caught a bunch of mahi mahi and that night since it was my buddy's wedding he had tons of family and stuff there so like i cooked fresh axis deer and mahi mahi on the grill for everybody it was unbelievable i know i haven't deep sea fished yet that's one thing i've never done and i'm i'm geeked out about it and actually um my my buddy scott eastman is going to be, he's actually going to be a podcast, um, on a podcast here, um, this week, later this week, he was last week was the spearfishing championship and he was there, but he's gonna, he's actually going to take me spearfishing because I'm really, I love eating fish. I actually, I feel bad to say it, but some fish I actually prefer even over meat. Um, and I can, I just mow it down. Actually, the other day I ate three tuna steaks. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I love it. I love tuna steaks. They're, yeah, Kate and I do them, do them quite a bit. I think that's probably our most cooked fish in our house. Would probably be tuna. What uh, what's your what's your way to do it? I mean, I know what most people the way most people do it, but how? What's your go to? Um, so Kate's like queen of marinades. And, and salad dressing. She makes all her salad dressings from scratch and stuff like that. So she always, I think she does, um, she takes the tuna steaks and, and marinates them for like half a day in um, low sodium soy sauce, garlic, or you know, wasabi, ginger, yeah, garlic, and olive oil. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then we like take them out and, she, and then we like lightly coat, like crust them or with uh, sesame, with uh, roasted sesame seeds. And then just basically like flash or flash fry them. They're like so yep. good. That's how I like it right there. I mean, that's you put that on a steak or on a uh, on 
just a big old steak on a plate like that or or even if you let it cool a bit and then slice that yeah. sucker up and and throw that nice thing on, in. Nice on salads like the next day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Most places where you go where you get um, like sashimi, or sashimi tuna now, like a lot of times they'll do like um, ginger tuna like appetizers. It's always cold yeah. because I'm sure it's, you know, whatever they had left over the night before, they probably did exactly what you said and then let it cool overnight. And then they're just slicing you little perfect little squares for the next day. And that's actually when I yeah. said I had it three times, that that's what I had. I had it, I had it, the, um, Sharon and I went out Saturday cause we had been gone for, you know, almost three weeks. We were in Europe and we were just so burnt out with being gone and not really kind of being in our own routine. So on Saturday we just said, let's take a whole day to just like, do everything we like here at home so we uh we went to the mall looked around i ended up buying a new gun believe it or not people are gonna be like what yeah i get i don't know why (laughs) i actually i sent a text to um to two of my buddies and showed them my gun because i got you know how you can um get sidelined on um you can get sidelined really quick when you're checking out youtube and stuff I was, um, yeah, I I was looking at something on YouTube and then somehow or another, like a clip came up with like a hog doing a like backflip, like getting shot, shot in the head and doing a backflip. So I watched it and then I realized the guy had shot it and he, and it's all filmed with a thermal scope. So I'm like, good God, what is this? And I start looking at like ATN thermal scopes and then next thing you know, I'm like, you know, I'm looking at all these different calibers. Well, needless to say, I was like, I told Sharon, I said, I haven't, I haven't like really splurged on something for myself. I said, I, I really want to just get a really cool gun. And and I have a reason for it. I want to, I actually want to do some, some predator control here. And I want to, um, I really want to, ha- I think I need it for, um, for some hogs on some different places where I go, the farmers are just getting to the point where even though I go with my bow and I shoot several, it's just not enough. And this looked really fun shooting them at night. And I saw T-Bone do it too on an episode. So I ended up buying a, um, a 300 blackout with a Thor ATM thermal sight. And so now I'm, I'm all like geeked out about it. I, I'm yeah. yeah so, we, so I bought that. <laughs> I bought that and then we um they told me that I had to wait a little while for him to run the paperwork. So then we went and had some uh we we do you have a PF Chang's up there? Uh no, but I've spent enough time in the states where Yeah. Well, I've eaten a lot of them. We went to you get the lettuce wraps? Oh yeah. Yeah, the lettuce oh, wraps the are a, are a go-to. I do lettuce wraps. There's a wine that they have that's pretty cheap called uh it's called Kobe. Colby. It's got a really cool story on it too. The wine company started, I think, because like the people's something happened to the people's son, and then they started the wine for like in memory of them or something. But it was we always get a bottle of that. Then we get the lettuce wraps, and then now they've got a um, they've got a dynamite tuna roll. So it's like it's got sriracha sauce on there and avocado, and it's kind of like a spruced up version of a. California roll is like the main roll underneath, but then it's got the tuna, like we said, over the top, and then they drizzle 
um, sriracha over the top of that, and then they sprinkle peanuts on it. And it's freaking well, good. It's awesome. good. Yeah, so I, we nailed down one of those, and then we, we ate a... Uh, I ate a... They've got a new salmon that's really good. I ate that, and then we went in. Uh, we, watched, we watched a movie. Uh, we watched that new... Um, crap, I forgot the name of it. That new... Uh, war movie it's based on a true story which the story is actually way better than what the movie uh the movie talks about but we watched that and then uh we kind of had so much fun in the movie we ended up going back out having another little snack and then we went back into the movie again we watched dunkirk then we went back into the movie oh, again okay. to watch uh to watch the house movie with Will Ferrell, which was freaking hilarious, dude. I laughed. Was it good? Yeah. I was I was kind of based on the the commercials, I was like, uh, eh, I think it, you know, he's gonna have some funny parts, but I don't know. It kind of like I had my doubts, but then when I watched it, dude, I was laughing so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing out loud and uh then after that we were all kinda happy. We were pretty pumped at and Sharon and I normally sneak wine into the movies. Sharon, my mom got Sharon one of these purses that you can fill it up with. <laughs> it's a big bladder. You can oh my fill God, it that's up. Awesome. <laughs> and we have these, <laughs> there's two portable plastic wine glasses that stack. We got them off Amazon. So we've kind of got this little system. Um, we do that. And then actually on our way home, we were like, are you hungry again? I said, yeah. So we, we went to Bonefish and they had a, uh, they had a a spicy um, tuna ahi tuna starter, so we got that, and it was really good. And then when we were looking, Sharon's like, "Is it weird to get tuna again?" Because she said, "Look at that tuna steak; it looks it sounds awesome." And I said, "Yeah, actually, it was a it was like a bowl. It was like a it was like a poke bowl." Um, I was looking at those poke bowls, whatever they have. They have those all over uh, Hawaii too. They're yeah. Deadly. Yep, nailed that. So yeah, we we totally tuned it out on Saturday. Did a movie marathon. Bought a freaking AR. <laughs> came home with a thermal scope. <laughs> I mean, how much how much That's American hilarious. could that possibly be, dude? <laughs> oh my Smuggled. god! Did you see the American? You see the like walk back into your house with an American flag or a drink yeah. on your shoulders? Yeah. And you would have been nailing it. Yeah, smuggled wine into a movie thing. It's, it's oh, I love it. That's awesome. The, I don't know why I just thought of this, but the uh, one of the most random things that I bought, and it was like four or five years ago. I came home from the bar and I had a couple, couple drinks throughout the night. Well, I guess I came home and I turned on the Hunting Channel, and I didn't think anything of it because I didn't remember. <laughs> Two days later, uh, a cold or cold steel zambu spear shows up in my house oh god like, what the hell I, <laughs> yeah, i'm like i guess i watched i was an ultimate for some pursuit i forget who it is he makes like 100 yard archery shots and stuff He's, but he like has a spear and all this stuff i'm like you're talking oh. about tim wells a, yeah, yeah yeah that's right and i was like i guess i must have watched that and i went on and then i went on the history of my computer and sure enough I was on the website they ordered a, a spear have you I, ever I two throws of it twice or here, I hit the hit the. I missed my target. Hit the fence, broke it. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's about the extent of my spear throwing expedition. I've got some stories for you on that. Um, so, do you have you ever watched any of the videos from the owner who owns Cold Steel? His name is Les. 
think it's less. No. Um, okay, well, you probably should, like, you should Google, like, some of the original, like, Cold Steel DVDs. But, um, so anyway, he's, I met him years ago. I'm talking, like, well, I taught him, I taught him, I set up a bow for him and taught him how to shoot a bow a year. Well, he already knew how to shoot a bow, but I kind of taught him a better way. Um, but what's funny is he, I mean, he's an interesting duck. Like, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, he, he is a very, very interesting dude. And, uh, definitely, you know, well, he makes knives and axes and spears for a living. So, you know, obviously he's going to be slightly different. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to, he's been nice. All I can say is I, I came up to him, Harry, Harry went with us to, uh, the ATA show, or maybe it was a shot. It was actually the shot show a couple of years ago. And, uh, I said, did you find anything you want to get? Cause I always let him buy one thing from those shows, you know? And he goes, yeah, I saw a really cool knife. So I said, all right, let's go. And we go over there and sure as crap it's a freaking cold steel and you know my kind of my um my his name is lynn that's his name my kind of my background with him is a little bit different so i i told harry i'm like oh man that's lynn and uh just as we're saying that he's like well can i get this and all of a sudden lynn is actually there in the booth which he doesn't really work his booths anymore and he turns around and I go, hey, Lynn, and I I figured there's no way he's going to remember me like 10, 15 years, maybe it was probably 15 to 20 years later, right? And he was just a small company at that time. He was just literally cutting watermelons in half with his ninja sword <laughs> in his garage doing DVDs. And uh, he's like, hey, hey, John. He's like, dude, I still have the bow you made me. And he points up and he's the freaking bow is in the cold steel booth still. He's got it like on a display and this is last year so he's like what are you doing i go oh my son wanted to i told him to go find a cool knife i'm like guess where he came to and he's just like oh and he's like what one did he like and i said this one he ended up just like giving harry a whole bunch of stuff and i i tried paying for it but he's like no i appreciate it and i was like man i can't remember i can't believe you remember that but sure as crap he remembered it and then the other story cool. is, um, have you seen the dude that runs around with him? That's got the, he's got a, I think he has white, white hair. Like it looks almost like Donald Trump style, but it's white. And then he's got a yeah, black, so. a black beard and he's got snake boots with the jeans tucked in and like his shirt's always tucked in his regular jeans. And he's got a, have you ever seen that dude? He's. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, well, he's sitting there in Lynn's booth, like demonstrating this blow dart gun, and I mean, his lips have been on that gun, that blow dart gun, for probably three days, dude. And I mean, three days straight, like talking to people, blowing, like, and Harry goes over there. He's like, "You want to use this blow gun?" And he's like, "Yeah, let me try it." And I was like. I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, you're going to have cold sores the rest of your life, dude, if you, yeah. <laughs> if you touch, touch your lips on that guy's blow, blow gun. 
So yeah, that that was too. But yeah, that's um yeah. I've never, I've actually never had a night where I was drunk enough to wake up and receive a spear unexpectedly. Yeah. That's that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the uh, interesting package I delivered. <laughs> you think like, what could this possibly be? You open up, it's a spear. I'm like, <laughs> I, like looked into like Saskatchewan regulations. And I'm like, I can't even use it here. Ninety percent of places in North America. So uh, then after that whole Beaumont thing, I don't think I'm gonna be doing uh, doing any spear hunting. Yeah, no well, kidding. Dude, you're, you're, I could picture Kate like, hey, a hockey stick came in. You're like, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, well, it's kind of weird. It doesn't have a bend in it. <laughs> no, it's a spear, honey. I mean. Yeah, well, we're going primal. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, I, I sent you, um, or I didn't, Tyler sent it to you, but I had, uh, I hooked you up with Traeger so you could get one of those very first um, timber lines. And, you ever uh, hooked me up. Dude, has that changed your life or not? I mean, my, yeah, I would actually say that is a life-changing part of my life now. Like, it's it's crazy. I've gone from, like, loving barbecue and, like, grilling to absolutely obsessed. Like, I mean, when I say obsessed, like, I can't say, well, I mean, I don't go on Instagram, I'm doing this, like, grilling with driver thing, and, like, it's hilarious because, like, I'm so raw and honest with it because like sometimes there's stuff's awesome and stuff some stuff i'm like okay this is terrible whatever i just showed you don't do this. <laughs> don't do this um but man, i love it like i i can't explain i mean every single person that i talk to like oh what kind of barbecue should i get i'm like dude trigger telling you like you'll never ever regret it yeah it's it's a life changer and you know people might get maybe i don't know i don't think people are really getting tired of me posting my stuff but I'm legitimately. Well, like, I'm not. So keep posting that. Yeah. Well, I can just tell you, I would, if I were to like leave archery and someone just said, "Listen, you got to pick something that you don't know jack crap about. You just have to start a new career." I would totally say, "I'm going to try to go to culinary school and learn to just totally invent awesome recipes where everything is used with a wood pellet off a yeah. tra- off a Traeger." Dude, I'm drinking this whiskey with smoked ball, uh, ice balls right now. I know. I've been I've been like I keep putting that off because one of my teammates and I uh, both really like scotch and like high and like good whiskeys. So I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'm gonna but get you don't big, use it on like, that. Use, use it on some shitty stuff. Yeah, I guess use it on your shitty stuff. Yeah, <laughs> don't but like it. Really like, good one. Also, but sometimes, but sometimes, you know. At the start of the night, we drink the good stuff. By the end of the night, and I'm like, "Okay, bust out the yeah. bust out the garbage." At this point, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> like, my that, pa- that's use, use that. We need to. Uh, when I come in, we need to maybe we should at least hook up for like lunch or something. Well, yeah, maybe I, mean, maybe I, I can I, come I, in. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, stay in Edmonton for night and stay over, and we'll well, dude, know, we'll just be moving in, but it'll be pretty. Uh, Pretty informal. We'll have we'll have a blast. I can guarantee that. I'm getting a. I'm actually. Um, I'm shipping a grill, or I'm well. I'm having a grill shipped to my outfitter um, because I'm gonna. Literally, I want to consume like as much as I possibly can of what I shoot when I'm up in Alberta this year. Last year or two years ago, we uh, 
we shot a mule deer on the on opening day and we almost had the whole thing eaten by the time we left uh me dusty and jeremy i mean we ate that thing three three times a day we were eating it like you know we did a whole quarter one night we did the first night we did inside loins uh, the next night yeah. we did full back straps. Then also we started like working on the quarters. Then we were, we were cutting the quarters to like make our sandwiches for the day. Um, and I mean, well, we didn't really, it's not fair to say we had it for breakfast because honestly, um, we always, if it's slow hunting, we always have one person, like one of them will film me and then one of them is normally kind of doing some scouting and uh we always send one person all the way back to town for some tim hortons <laughs> dude i love that <laughs> tim hortons. you need your timmy <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's like here in the states i don't know what they put in it because i'm it's literally like gas station coffee it's not like that yeah, thing's getting, it's not like there's a barista firing that thing up. It's literally like they tear it out of a big pouch, pour it in there and hit the it's literally looks like what you have in every break room in someone's like place of work. But, yeah, I know. I but, think actually up in Canada, I think they've got a little they haven't got a good I think they sold their coffee grind to uh, Burger King McDonald's. Burger King. No, McDonald's, I think. Was it Burger King? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years ago. It was oh. like, it happened when I was hunting. Yep. Oh, I thought it's, it was McDonald's. McDonald's has really good coffee. Yeah. No, it was Burger King. Yeah, I think Burger King bought um, bought Timmy's. And it's changed since then. Because they used to put, yeah, co- I know. They used to put like cocaine in it. Cause yeah, I would, you couldn't I, get enough of it. I would sniff it. I would literally just, I thought I'd put it in my Yeti pot and just like pour it from one nostril over to the other <laughs> nostril. <laughs> uh, that's funny. It is, hey, do you have a Starbucks in your town? Um, well, we have one 22 miles away, which is. Uh, next time you go to a Starbucks, they don't all have them, but um, lots of them have this uh, machine called like the Clover. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, I think I texted you about it once, but it's like. It's a, a reverse French press. Yep. No, it's like a, I think it's a reverse French press, something like that. Man. Yeah, the big cylinder comes up in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's like a little, like a little mini spaceship yeah. um, coffee maker. Yeah, no, like that is the best cup, cup of coffee I've ever had. Yeah, it's way maybe better. other than some places in Europe. Uh, Italy had really good coffee. I found. Yeah, they have but. awesome coffee. Yeah, they have great coffee. Um, That's where'd you guys thing. go? Where'd you guys all go to Italy? Because I saw what years I saw the years in Pisa. Yep. Well, we went. Uh, so I started in Switzerland in Geneva, and then I coached in um, Lausanne, and then um, then I actually drove um, through the, through the Alps, and we spent uh, one night in Milan. I kind of had people that I um, I did some like half day lessons, and we did. Um, I we stopped and spent uh, one full day in Milan. Then we. St- spent a full day in Florence. Then we pretty much went from Florence through Pisa just to see the lean. You don't need a whole day in Pisa. And then we went to right. Cinque the Tier and you need to, you guys need to meet us there. Yeah. yeah that, that would be, yeah, that's going to be, that our, be awesome. that's, that's going to be our home base from now on. From now on, when I go and do these three week deals, I'm just going to, 
we kind of we had a we had our own place in um, Switzerland, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna rent a apartment or something in 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 Italy because it was it was cool, dude. It was off the grid. There was people there, but everyone was totally chill. It wasn't like rowdy. It was super super neat. You could just it was well. You saw the pictures. It was super cool, and you guys yeah, it looked you, awesome. You guys would really like that. Well, we're like having we're having almost like a personal conversation right now. I forgot this was a podcast. We better yeah. talk. <laughs> we better we talk about archery at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I should probably just start like a um, drinking with Dud podcast. Where yeah, I like that. As long as the ice is jingling in my Yeti, then we can talk about whatever we want to. It's going to be a pretty. I'm glad you came on. It's going to be. It's actually a really really busy. Uh, the next two months for me is freaking insane. It's stupid. I today yeah, I t- today Sharon and I drove from our house to Costco, and we did it together just so that I could like walk her through my calendar on the iPad, and I was just having her say like yes or no. And normally I always leave it up to Sharon too. If um like whenever there's so many people that pass through that are really close friends, um. And then sometimes there's people that are like more my friend than people that Sharon would know. So I always ask, you know, is it okay if they stay over or, you know, or do you, you know, kind of always ask. And sometimes she has people that come through too. So, yeah, you know, I never know. But anyway, we kind of got my whole schedule figured out from now until October 15th, actually. And uh, so I've got, you know, you're... Me and you are doing this podcast today. I've got to do a podcast with Scott Eastman on spearfishing, which I'm really pumped about. I'm like geeked out about that. Ooh, and that'd be so cool. You should. You guys should do that with us. Actually, the problem is your Dude, schedule. I, I tried spearfishing once, like going yeah, under. Like try... I think I went too far under, and I like I didn't like being under the water. I mean, I was getting my eyes, and my nose, and like I'm a flatlander. Like I'm really good with, with like solid ground. Um, but like, I think if I just was like on top of the water, just cruising around and like some shallow stuff, I'd be all right. Dude, I saw some fish down in Mexico or in Hawaii when I was down there with, uh, with Joe, we did some snorkeling, like right off of our beach. And there was these, uh, black fish that would come up in a school. I don't know what they were, but they were about the size of a hockey puck. It'd be pretty yeah. fun to put you in the water with a stick and see if you could just freaking <laughs> slap shot some of those suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this he's i think he's taking me like down to cabo or something for my for my first excursion which i mean that would be totally up your guys alley but you're gonna be yeah that would be true i was honestly well, like, i was starting like october I mean, i'm done for free time yeah you're totally done yeah, every yeah, I get one day off a week for eight months pretty much i know every one of my sports friends it's like, you know what it feels like when my cousin, I, I loved hunting with my cousin when I was a kid. And once he turned 18, like he was pretty much destined to be a very good dentist. And once he turned 18, he hit college and then he hit dental school. And it was like, I just knew there's no point in even calling the guy. Cause it, you know, like during hunting season, he's just, he's like totally doing it. I remember like even a lot of football players that I've worked with, 
unless their team sucks, <laughs> like you're just not going to see them during hunt season. It's pretty much they have off like when every but when you can hire a fishing boat. That's m- mostly what you can do with most sports players. That's it. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, that's that's the crazy thing. I think the worst thing is I think what I'm going to start doing is just completely get off social media for about three weeks during the rut there because I seem, it seems every year I'm traveling and I want to throw my phone every <laughs> single time I turn on social media and everyone's like killing big animals and just like epic shit that's going on. I'm just like, I know. Okay, I can't deal with this anymore. So I just, turn my phone, I just want to turn my phone off for about a three-week period. So you try to get a hold of me during the rut for something, for something, there's a good chance my phone's going to be off this year. Well, I can tell you right so. now, you better you better block me because because <laughs> once yeah. once August twenty fourth hits, dude, um, like my friends, I don't share as much stuff as I shoot on social media, just because I feel like I'll take crap for it. But my friends, yeah. my friends are, um, and I've got one friend. Well, I've got a friend that. Um, He's one of the few people that actually get out more than me and pro- probably kill cooler stuff than me. Um, yeah, I, I kind of normally he I'll start a little like look what I shot war with him, and then it gets it then it gets really crazy. But he has opportunity well beyond me, so it gets to the point where it's like jesus like where does that thing even <laughs> exist at <laughs> is that a narnia animal <laughs> yeah yeah did, did you sh- like were you uh trying were you in mordor with that thing or where yeah. were you <laughs> <laughs> but some people some people are like like i i show i obviously show a lot of what i shoot like this week i've been posting some of my pictures of the pigs that i shot but yeah you know those are those are a month old because I feel kind of weird because I, you know, I went out, I went down and we, um, we did, we set up some, uh, we did a f- couple photo shoots for some of the companies that I work for at this new place that I, um, I kind of did this lease in Oklahoma with a couple of my really good friends because I've got some friends in Oklahoma like EJ and Gudgel. Um, and then I've got some other friends like Tyler from Traeger that, you know, we just never really get to hook up. So I just said, hey, let's all just get a place. And if we all get a place together, we know that we have to see each other like a few times a year. So um, my buddy Gudge actually ended up finding a place and we all just like leased it together. So we're having to build some feeders, build some blinds, put stands up like we're doing all this stuff. And I think because because there's just not many people around anymore, like on this ranch, I went down there and there was just freaking hogs, like hog sign everywhere. So I went out, I went out every, let's see, did I, I never even went out in the morning. I went out four evenings, the last hour and a half. And I, I ended up shooting 13 pigs. Holy smokes. Yeah. I shot 13 hogs, all spot and stock. And I mean, I shot four. I shot four in like a matter of like fifteen minutes because <laughs> I don't know why, but this my bow this year, my uh, my pro defiant. I don't know why, but this thing is so freaking quiet. It has a it's 
I don't know if it's it's probably not any technically quieter than other bows that I've had of theirs, but it's it's a different frequency. So when I sh it's like a frequency to where they really don't know what the heck it was, and um, yeah, we ended up uh, we were sp walking down this road, and it's kind of cool because a lot of the roads that we're walking are roads that they mow through this ranch because it's a cattle ranch. And, um, so I'm trying to just explore it as well. Cause I don't really know my way around. And all of a sudden I see this big group of hogs, like about 200 yards up in front of us. And they're like taking the easy route. They're running down this mode path because everything to the side of it is like six foot high bamboo. So they're running down this path. So I'm like, get to the side. So I grab, uh, James and Morgan and we jump to the side and I just pull my bow back and I'm like, they're coming. And all of a sudden they just pop right into the lane and I whack this one and everything's like, what the hell? What, what was that? So, I, I mean, in my, <laughs> one thing I was taught by one of my old friends, uh, Joel was if you shoot, like your follow through should be your elbow coming back and then back forward to the quiver. So I have this, like when I'm hunting, I have this instinct. I look like legless. I freaking shoot and my hand's coming forward to the quiver and I'm throwing another one on the string. It's just like, yeah. yeah. And um, so I did that. I shot the one pig and then all of a sudden a bunch of them circled behind us. And as they're like circling behind us and running, I freaking smoked another one. Uh, pretty good shot. He was moving. And then um, so we're sitting there and we're kind of talking. I'm like, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, I think I see more hogs down there. And like when I looked about 300 yards down that same road, there was another little pack of hogs that were actually kind of trailing behind the pack that came through. So I, I'm like, yeah, they're coming right down the same spot. So I pull back and I knew when they got to that arrow where I'd shot the first one, they were probably going to freak out, which is kind of the case. They came running in and all of a sudden, like a couple of them started to get spooky. I whacked one. And then they all just scattered, and again, I loaded my last arrow, and some went behind us, and then they started to run. And when they ran uh, across the road, uh, and honestly, a lot of these roads, because I know we were hog hunting, we, were, we just drove around that very first day. We drove all the roads on the whole ranch and just kind of hit the little corn sprinkler. So there was one i'm not kidding there was one freaking kernel of corn left in this road and this one hog went like to run across like his buddy just got shot he was like hauling butt to the river bottom and all of a sudden he puts the brakes on kind of like my dog does in the kitchen when she sees one little like inanimate object laying Mor on the floor morsel of food, yeah. yeah he puts the brakes on and then backs up and he's like sniffing around like, where's that piece of corn? I know there's a piece of corn. And he freaking, he puts his head down and all of a sudden just wham, I just slammed him. And my buddies were just looking at me and they're like, dude, how fast did that just happen? And I'm like, I know. I said, I'm out of arrows. Like <laughs> my quiver's empty. <laughs> and then it was just, then it was like hours worth of blood trailing and dragging stuff. I mean, the problem with down there in this area is the hogs are so there's so many of them because the bamboo and like the real thick thick like kind of like oklahoma river bottom it's just perfect hog habitat they get in there and you can hear them in there but you can't see them but where they've had to mow these paths in order for people to get around on the ranch 
the hogs use those those trails so if you chum them a little bit you can just do those evening stalks and it works out really really good but i mean i don't know i busted like i said i did that and then the next day i went out and went to a whole different area we found like a big hog wallow i ended up shooting a bunch more that night and then and then the, the last day we were actually out um putting cameras out and i came across three different packs of uh hogs all out in this big open pecan flat and they were all rooting underneath pecan pecan trees and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon it was like between really? 12 30 and 1 30 and they're just, they're just out everywhere so i ended up just stocking up shot one stocked up shot another stocked up shot another and they just like when the bow goes off, they just at least with this one, they have no idea what's going on. It's crazy sometimes when like, you see animals feeding like midday. It's like, what is going on right now? Like, why are you out doing your thing? But like, so much of it's a moon. But with hogs, I, just, that's I was still just gonna say, I, last year was the first year I started really tracking the moon for like whitetail hunting, and like, I got all the moon apps and all this stuff. But like, it makes like tracking like when the moon's overhead underfoot like all those different stuff it's the like, moon is a magnet it's really, it's, yeah the moon it's is really a magnet cool, man. I, i'm fascinated with that i'm yeah, actually I really um, out about that one. i'm writing an article for peterson's right now um it's for the oh, november sweet. issue and it's it's literally my whitetail predictions for 2017 and i've done it for the last two years and it's been They've had so many people write letters to the editor about killing deer on the day that I that I predicted that they're like, dude, you have to do the Dudley Whitetail prediction because everybody wants to know, and it's 100% based on the moon. I hunt based on the moon. Like, yeah. when I'm out and when I'm there is based on the moon for sure. Yeah, it's cool. What's, so what do they say? It's like, uh, like peak rut is so the does go in estrus. The two was it two full moons after the autumnal or autumnal equinox or something like that. I've never gone that deep into it. I've never gone like that I deep you, into I, it. I, I just I track yeah. I track animal movement based on where the moon is at, and I really like the moon from the horizon to about twenty five degrees on the horizon on either side. So it'll be, right. at some point, it'll be on one side or the other side. It'll either be on the east side or the west side at some point during the day. And we're, you know, once that moon is, like, the best days of the rut always are the days where the moon is rising the last hour of daylight. That's when you'll have your best evening movement. And then once that happens, which is normally a lot of times during the pre-rut, the later part of October... Once the moon starts rising, or it's actually it rises after dark, and then right. it and then it starts to come down the horizon in the late morning. So you know that's why I've done so well after eleven o'clock because on the right day you can see the moon is like about forty degrees off the horizon falling, and that's like right when all the deer start to get back up again and move again. So. You know, when people say, well, the hunting's not good during a full moon, well, it's certainly not good, 
like in the early morning and late evening, unless it's unless the moon is up as the sun's coming down. But if the moon is coming up after the sun has fallen, then the midday action is at its best for sure. Right. Yeah. So do you do so? Like, cause they say, yeah, because there's there's a time of day when it's directly overhead, and there's a time of day where it's directly underfoot. The two mm-hmm. like so do you do you do you like when it's like it's timed where the last two hours of of light are kind of when it's completely overhead or when it's just starting to rise? I like it like when, when it's just starting to show itself. Yeah, well, I think I think when the moon is coming off the horizon, I feel like it's a magnet picking up the animals. So as it yeah. rises and lifts, it picks them up. And then once they're up, you know, it's a lot of times it's like, you know, like with mule deer, you can watch them feed for quite a while. They feed for a while and then they'll bed, right? And then they bed for a while, then they stand and they'll move. So I really feel like once they're picked up, there's about a two hour period. You know, they're not going to feed for seven hours. Like it's a lot like us. Once we go to dinner, we go to dinner, we have our meal and then we'll eat for a while and then depending on what we eat sometimes you're like hey are you hungry again shit yeah let's go get another tuna roll but yeah. sometimes you know you freaking you know you go and hit the pro- <laughs> you go and hit the the medium rare protein and you're good for like hours you know but more or less i think once they first rise out of that bed there's a very adequate time usually about 2 hours where you have good movement and once they lay back down you know a lot of times during the rut when it's a full moon they lay down before right before the sun comes up so there's just you know there's four or five six hours in the morning that are unless you happen to have a buck that had been breeding and the doe just left him and he's cruising through but the majority of that movement during that full moon happens after they've been resting for four or five hours yeah yeah, no, it's so, it's so it's so cool to like start trying. Like I said, I just started geeking out about it uh, last fall, and I started to you know like I just started, but I just like I started seeing those patterns. I'm like, holy smokes! Like, and the fact that my wife goes a little crazy once in a while on full moons. I'll be like, she's like, hey, okay, what's the full moon? And then I'll be like, and I'll look at my my my, my phone. I'm like, hey, the full moon. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm telling you, there's something to it. Is she a werewolf or something? Do I need to know this? Like, like do I need to play well, the moon right if I have you and Kate down? Yeah. To like have wine yeah, and yeah. cheese with me and Sharon? Yeah, yeah, in the backyard? We're definitely going to want to like, yeah, coordinate our our trips and, and visits with the moon. That's, I'm just going to say, Kate, I love you when you listen to this. Don't uh, <laughs> think I'm calling you out here. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she, she's going to give you the evil eye in a minute. She's like, what do you mean? I don't change. <laughs> you're right you don't you're right I, you, know, you are so I, right i don't know why i even I'm, said that did i say that yeah i'm wrong i'm wrong again well listen dude i've got i actually triggered some italian sausage um this morning and yeah. sharon sliced the italian sausage and she just made a marinara and put the italian sausage in there and then she um she actually steamed broccoli that she puts in there too, and then we're gonna put that on a whole wheat pasta for dinner. And I just heard the the dinner bell ring, 
upstairs. Oh so boy, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap this non archery related podcast. <laughs> we should do another podcast at some point. We we have to because talk archery. You know what we should do? It's not that far away. I mean, actually, it's exactly thirty days away. So you're, I'm officially pissed at you. You're possibly not even a friend at this point. I mean, you're <laughs> literally a podcast guest at best right now because you're going to the Yukon. <laughs> Uh, and I was never in, asked to go or invited. And I told you, I could have totally, you know, I could have helped you in your hockey seminar for sure. I told yeah, I told you, if you, if you were a hockey guy, I could have got you in there hooked up for sure. We, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that hockey camp for a couple of days for like the local, local kids and children. And then, uh, yeah, going on this like hunt and flying into the bush for seven days and like I said, I got a grizzly tag, a uh, moose tag, and a caribou tag. And I have, again, they're like, we won't even know where you're going until three days before when we start scouting. So I don't even know what's happening. But I told my number one, I was like, um, I want to shoot a caribou. That's like, I can shoot moose down here. I'd obviously love to shoot a big moose up there, but um, I can't shoot moose or caribou here. So I really, really want to shoot a caribou. Yeah, they're cool. And they're going to be in velvet. Which is, yeah, which is very really cool. key. Ultra cool. Because, yeah, well, also the meat, supposedly, I've only had caribou like three times, and every time it was from, uh, above, they were in velvet, like early season, like early August, and supposedly once they like turn hard-horned, and they lose the velvet, it the changes? meat changes. Oh, because the hormones. Yeah, the meat, the meat, the, we'll do yeah, the meat's not nearly as good. Let's plan this. We'll trigger that. When I land, I'll book, it, I'll book an AM flight when I come in. And I'll land, and then um, I'll come have lunch with you and Kate in town, and let's do your caribou. Okay, that, that cool. a deal? We'll do something. We'll do something sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and that then you've got you've got two other tags, um, which, and here's the cool thing: you are a silverback shooter, which is I know. I love that. Yeah, I know. I love it. I use it. All the time. I mean, how much of that made sense? Like when we did that, when we walked you through everything. So like so much. Like I can't even. Yeah, it's uh, it's complete change. I mean, it keeps you so honest, right? Like there's no cheating. Yeah. Like as soon as you you, like you 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 anticipate, you're like, oh yeah. As soon as you anticipate it, I mean, I've done this a couple times at the archery range, (laughs) like like the indoor (laughs) range. Like I like after I'm tired for a while, and I like anticipate, and then I kind of like I think it's gonna let go, and I let go my hand, and I pull back. Oh, I think I put like three arrows in like the walls inside. <laughs> like, oh, and then, like, and everyone's looking at me, and I'm like, oh god, I'm like, <laughs> sorry guys, can I get that arrow puller again? <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I uh, I love it. I mean, I'm getting better uh, with the knock to it, but uh, yeah, the silverback is like my bread and butter right now. Like, I shoot with it every day. Well, the thing so. is, you're like the deal is you're so much of. You know, you're mentally, you're an athlete. You're used to coaching, and you're used to, you're used to being given input on proper way or improper way. And you know, you're used to a coach saying, "Okay, guys, we're playing good," or "Listen, you know, we're playing like shit. Here's the corrections we need to make." The thing, like you said, the thing with the silverback is, and th- and maybe that's why it's not for everybody, because it takes a man to use it because. There's no, like, the coach 
the silverback is going to tell you how you're how you're playing. Like he's not going to give you a participation award. Like if you want to no. half ass, like try to think you're pulling through a shot, he's going to be like denied. Or if you yeah, like if, as soon as I'm drooping <laughs> like lower to the left, I immediately know I'm like, yeah, I'm not pulling through properly. Yeah, like immediately. It's crazy. Like it's just so. Like now that I've used it so much, like I'm getting, like I see all the telltale signs of either like my fatigue. Um, you know, I'm just not doing certain things right. You know, I'm constantly like trying to keep my front shoulder down and like not let that come up too much. And like, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we're both geeked out about archery, so we can sit here and talk for hours about it. Yeah. Well, but, uh, here's the thing: you definitely need to, you definitely got to split some time off because we need to. You need to be in camp with me. Like, for sure you need to be at camp when I'm up there because yeah, that would be bad if you weren't. And then, um, and then yeah, we got to – I want to – I'm going to have you and – I'm going to have Kate do some marinade and then we're going to – let's have a cool lunch and then I'll do my best to stay awake while I drive up to Valley View uh, in order <laughs> to scout for the evening there. That'll be fun. Well, well uh, I'll get you a big, big box of Tim Hortons. <laughs> the big one gallon the one gallon i could just plug that right into my vein i had yeah um, we'll just get a little iv and have a, have a little drip right near veins i had a uh our we we were at the age where our our life insurance we have to renew it so we had to renew our life insurance and uh so now once you're like over 40, your life insurance comes out and they actually do like medical evaluations and make you piss and draw your blood and all this stuff. And we had our dude come out and when he saw Sharon's vein in her arm and he was like, oh my God, I could throw a dart into that. And then he saw mine and he's like, I forgot what he said. He goes, he goes, holy crap. He goes, I could take about six off your arm. And I'm like, I go, yeah. I said, it comes in handy when I'm hitting meth. And he's like, he looked at me like I was really serious. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, obviously I'm not doing meth. or you, I wouldn't have let you come here to, to run this test. Yeah. But yeah, at first he like didn't know how to take me because he didn't really know my personality. But uh, all right. Well, dude, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time. You guys need to grill. No worries, man. We're, I'm going to Yeah, go. I got oh. some uh, steaks. I got to do a little reverse sear today. Oh, so. that's right. You bought half a cow and you're doing a reverse sear on some freaking New yeah. York strips. God, that's so much yep. better than Italian sausage. Um, uh, I'm, no, I'm not getting on that because Sharon's involved with this. So, no, the Italian sausage <laughs> sounds unbelievable. <laughs> Dang, dude, you do have a werewolf around there. You're afraid. <laughs> I'm like looking out the window right now. I was like, have I been on this too long? Is she like, is she like kind of chewing at the window here? Like, oh, God. Well, I got the thermal sight just in case, just in case she gets a little oh. freaky. We don't have to shoot silver well, bullets yeah. or anything. I was going to say, we might fall silver bullets or silver back, something. <laughs> oh, maybe. Dude, that's probably how you yeah. keep her at bay. You should just hold that thing up at night. I don't know how a brass knuckle, like if you had a brass knuckle, some silver some silver brass knuckles you'd think you could you could do a werewolf beatdown if you wanted i've never seen that in a, in a movie but they need to do that like a ufc I feel that should be the that should be the new yeah like the new weapon of choice like yeah, the kate, sidearm of werewolf, werewolf is like brass knuckles 
Kate Beckinsdale yeah, yeah. needs some freaking knuckles. She needs like her her little pistols with a set of brass knuckles on the front of it, so she could do a little Mike and Werewolf beatdown. Lichen. Yeah, I could get. Yeah, I could Mike's get a baseball that. bat. So yeah, it'd be the Lichen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. All right, buddy. So you had a Sharon and uh, Harry for me. All right. See you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed all you the archery talk. It was great. <laughs> knock on everybody be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock on lifestyle clothing knockonarchery.com <laughs>